Hello, and welcome back to the From Grief to Greatness podcast. I am Gerard, and I am here with Christy and John. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm John. So today's topic, when it comes to grief, what is normal? Well, of course, uh, there really is no normal. It, It depends on a number of things, like your personality, your age, beliefs, your support network, and uh, the type of loss is also a factor. In some cases, it doesn't get better, at least not as soon as you want it to. Uh, You may not be able to reach acceptance. It can be really complicated. Uh, Just very quickly, in my case, I I grieve for, you know, the loss of time, mistakes I've made. Of course, I grieve for my parents. And, you know, I had gotten, uh, I had gotten lucky that when they died, my employers uh, paid me for about seven uh, uh, business days that I was out. Uh, and it's usually three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most employers feel that three wow. days is adequate time mm-hmm. to deal with uh, the loss of an immediate family member and, uh, you know, other significant emotional losses don't even uh, qualify for consideration. So, you know, those three days, they'll, they'll give you uh, time to plan and attend a service, uh, but that really has nothing to do with the time necessary to process pain. So normal, I, like I said, there, there's just, there's no normal. I, 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 I didn't even no. really start grieving for my parents until a few years uh, after they died because I just kind of went into... Uh, just a, like a living, maybe I was just, maybe my system was ignoring it, protecting me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause I know John, you had talked about how, uh, when your dad had died, like you, I think you said your, your mother uh, said that it, it was probably like 10 years beyond that, mm-hmm. uh, where she started grieving. So, oh, I mean, is, is that typically what happens? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people just either don't deal with it or they take a long time before it really sinks in. So there's, I think like what happened with me was that um, I, I did just start getting, you know, I was uh, financially stable for the first time in my life. And I think that I was probably using that uh, to help me get by because I didn't have that worry on my mind all the time. So it, it took a little time before it really started to sink in. Mm. You know, when I went on that decline into the insomnia and, and into the mental illness, that's when it was really starting to hit me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So if it's normal or not normal, I, I don't. <laughs> it's just, there's, there's really no answer for normal. No. Just whatever there's, it turns out to no. be for you. Normal is different. Everyone's normal is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I started grieving, like, as soon as I found out my dad passed away, mm-hmm. I I pretty much fell apart right there. Yeah. Literally, just on the floor, gone. Yeah. Um, and I had a really hard time uh, functioning mm-hmm. after that. I Because I just, everything would set me off, you know, songs, smells, memories, um, I was about to say music, but I just said songs. Yeah. But, you know, like, um, it was just so surreal. And mm. sh- it was very shocking. But, like, yours was, I mean, both at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I would have protected myself for some, I, yeah. I don't know how you could possibly deal. I mean, you know, that would be very complicated. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not saying mine, you know, was, it, it was different, yeah. but I mean, my dad was out of town on business and, and was found. Um, so I didn't like that either, you know, because I felt bad that he was alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had a really hard time. Luckily, it was during a period of my life that I was staying at home and not working because I wouldn't have been able to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I was just not, I, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know, I, I'm sure you all have heard this, um, you know, uh, oh, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he's in a better place, right. yada, yada. I, those, yeah. those things would actually make me mad. Right. They, 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 I, <laughs> I, I know that's that. not yeah, right. I yeah. That. I know they don't, they don't, obviously the they don't know what else to say. Yeah, because that's the normal kind of thing that people mm-hmm. do say. That's just the, the generic staple yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I remember there was like a person or two in our lives that would be like, why aren't you all over this yet? Yeah. Like you, you should grieve for maybe six months and get over it. Yeah. No, no. it doesn't work that way. No. I mean, you know, everyone's different, like you said, but well, you know how emotional I am right. and I know you guys are too. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it took me a while. And I mean, even now, if I, if I really talked about it, I would still get emotional about mm-hmm. the whole thing, but I, you know, I choose not to. However, um, the pain is still there. Sure. Like it doesn't just go away. No. I still miss him. Mm-hmm. I, it still makes me sad. There's times where I'm like, just my mind goes, Oh, you know, let me call dad. Oh, oh yeah. I can't, you know, like I want to tell him something or show him something. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, cause we were very close, but so, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll ever stop missing him. No. Um, obviously never stop loving him. Um, always wish he was here. But like I don't dwell on it right. when maybe I used to. Right. Closer to when it happened, like, like it'll come up at times. Yes. But. Yes. And usually it's, of course, you know, holidays, birthdays, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right. And, um, which I believe is also normal. Right. If there were such well, a thing course. as normal. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, those things pop mm-hmm. up. Well, what you're what you're talking about, what you're saying is, you know, this is what's normal for me. Yes. It's normal for me to take you know, this amount of time or That's for me true. to go through this kind of a process mm-hmm. when I suffer a loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, that was really, my grandmother was the first one, which was his mom. And I was very close to her too. And then a year later it was him. And so those are really, as far as family goes, the biggest losses I've ever had in my life. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it took me some time. Right. But uh, took, the, yeah. took the amount of time it was supposed to take. I, yeah, All that's, right. I believe that. Okay. All right, John. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, I used to think when I looked at people from afar that, um, everyone was normal and mm-hmm. that I was the one that was abnormal. And that's very common because mm-hmm. you look at them and you see they might seem happy and they seem uh, 
like they're just have everything together and they're perfect. And then you get to know them maybe. And, mm-hmm. and you realize that they have the same issues that, that I do. And maybe mm-hmm. worse that these, that people that seem like they're um, the most um, normal people in the world have the same neuroses and mm-hmm depression and um, OCD or some sort of post-traumatic syndrome mm-hmm. type thing or a bad childhood and um, uh, that come down to realize that um, th- that there's no such thing a- as normal mm-hmm. that um, really if there's someone out there that doesn't have some sort of mental health issue you know minor or mm-hmm. clinical that they're not normal. They're the abnormal one. They're probably in denial. Yeah. Stage one. Yeah. Paradoxically, <laughs> the normal person in this world is the mm-hmm. abnormal one because right, all the normal right. people yeah. uh, definitely have something going on. Definitely. Uh, everyone is struggling with mm-hmm. something. And um, so, so when it comes to grief, uh, it's, uh, it's really important for people to realize that, um, you're, you're not the only one out there that is suffering from grief, that pretty much everybody has some sort of grief they're suffering from. Everyone has lost a close family member, whether it's their parents, people mm-hmm. have, have lost, uh, you know, siblings and children oh, yeah. and spouses. Yeah. And, and you can't throw a rock without finding someone that has mm-hmm. uh, or that has had some sort of trauma in their lives uh, because, you know, this is uh, a rough world we live in mm-hmm. and it's very unforgiving Yeah, and it, it, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't care who you are. It, it's mm-hmm. going to treat you roughly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at just the three of us here and we've had this happen to us and mm-hmm. it's not like we came together because of that. We know mm-hmm. each other and we happen to know all that, have all mm-hmm. that happen to us. And um, we could extend it out even to more people that we know we could bring into this podcast mm-hmm. would fit right in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that normality uh, just really doesn't apply um, to people. You, you, there are other things that could be normal, but I would think when it comes to grief, mm-hmm. when it comes to humans, that uh, there, there's no thing as uh, normality. Mm-hmm. No, I agree not. with you. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I, and I used to think that there was like a norm when I was much younger mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> much, of course, you know, not experienced in this area. I used to, not that I ever pushed anybody and said, you know, why aren't you over this or that? But mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, once you reach a certain amount of time, then you should be over mm-hmm. it better. Mm-hmm. Like when it came to relationships, mostly, mm-hmm. you know, when people die, I would understand that I can, you know, that can really last a long time. Yeah. That at some point you're going to reach that nuclear family with the wife and the two and a half children and the picket fence and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and everything was going to be normal. And, but mm-hmm. that, that, that's not reality. That's, mm-hmm. that's TV. You know, right. that's the, that's, that's the Brady Bunch and father knows mm-hmm. bench. Right. Father knows yeah. best. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's just not reality. Yeah. No. Where everybody just comes out smiling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and your father wears a suit to breakfast. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now the next part of this that we're going to move on to is when it comes to grief, why is it harder than you imagined? Now, we aren't 
prepared for this kind of stuff. Mm-mm. And especially, you know, what we've been to that through that. Correct. Each of the three of us, just to mention it again, we uh, suffered uh, sudden loss. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this isn't like, you know, having, you know, 95 year old grandma, you know, you know that the life expectancy, is, she's way beyond it. And uh, eventually she is going to pass. But, you know, what I also want to get into here is, you know, just some things, you know, that you're going to hear when, when it comes to, you know, dealing with losses. It, it, that, it, you know, it takes as long as it takes and every loss is different. And of course, you know, this is, this is logical, but still just I've come to believe that it's another terrible thing to tell, you know, that you, you tell to someone who's, who's grieving because people grieve at 100% for each loss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to them, it's something like this, it might sound like a life sentence since they're, uh, you know, they, they see their, their level of pain being so intense. And also you hear things like time heals all wounds, but oh, gosh. You know, as I said, you know, the passage of, uh, of, of time has nothing to do with uh, actually moving through uh, the pain of a loss. And if anything, uh, all that happens is that the, the grievers become so accustomed to living with the pain that it becomes an everlasting part mm. of their lives. And the pain can continue to control you without any meaningful action. So I think that's another part of it that, you know, maybe people just don't take the proper actions towards helping themselves. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, also why, uh, you know, things can be harder than, than you thought they're going to be because, you know, maybe you just don't realize that there's something that you have to do. There's a process mm-hmm. that you have to go through. And if you don't acknowledge sure you know, the different parts of that process and take the, uh, the actions accordingly, then you really won't move towards any you'll be kind stuck. of mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you'll be stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think that there's really any way that you can understand it or speculate what it's going to be like mm-hmm. until you get through it. Mm-hmm. And that being said, like you both have said, every individual is going to deal with it and go through it differently. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, why is it harder than you imagined? I'll be honest with you. I never even saw, I'm sure you didn't either. I never saw it coming. No, I never even thought about, you know, I think, I think my dad was 52. Yeah. So I mean, that. yeah. So, I mean, I, and, and like I told you, he took good care of himself. Mm-hmm. So I just thought he'd be around. Like, I just, it didn't even dawn on me that he would, you know, pass away like that mm-hmm. suddenly. Yeah. So I never, that's, you know, sideswiped beyond anything I could have even thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you never know what it's going to be like until you go through it. Like I, I, I've known people who have lost people and, you know, I'm a very empathetic person. So I, my heart, you know, hurts for them, but when it happens to you, it is a lot different. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know, I know you all know me well enough to know that I'm, I'm just not able to hold my feelings in. Yeah. Like if I feel something is coming out, right. I, I can't help it. Right. So, um, and it, and and it did a yeah. lot. Um, I really I couldn't even really talk to people. Yeah. Like I just stayed yeah. within and to myself. You probably just didn't know really where to go with it. You know that's no. why it was so yeah. hard. You don't have any. It's it's like even more than like if you get punched in the stomach really mm-hmm. hard and you have no air, it's like that mm-hmm. times ten. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, d- I didn't have the energy, the mental capacity or energy mm-hmm. to even, yeah. I couldn't do peopling, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So like you, but like we've discussed before, you know, you, you do have to allow yourself to go through those different stages. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I knew about the stages. There was a reason, but I, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, you, you definitely do. And, and some of them, I mean, some of them come up on their own and then the other ones you have to work at mm-hmm. making them yeah. helping yourself get through those, you know, um, like the, the acceptance is always the, the big one. And, well, and because how can yeah. you imagine what it's like mm-hmm. to have to accept what we've been through? Mm-hmm. There's no, why would you want to? Oh. Yeah. But yeah, um, you're right. How could you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it is very important to, um, you know, seek help when you're in that state of mind, mm-hmm. you know, therapy, books, mm-hmm. your support system, yeah. all of it. Um, because, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's hard to get through things all on your own. You just, you can't do that to yourself. That's too much, I right. think, you know? Mm-hmm. So thank goodness, you know, we have, good support systems because right. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without mine. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Go ahead, John. Well, um, it, it's like Christy, like you said, Christy, it's, it's not something you can prepare for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and uh, it's not even just, um, uh, it, it's the in, intensity of it that mm-hmm. is surprising. Yes. To me. Yeah. Um, uh, that I, you know, is something that you just can't fathom beforehand. No. Uh, how overwhelming it is. Mm-hmm. I had um, two um, difficult, overwhelming uh, events in my life when I was eighteen and when I was twenty-one. Mm-hmm. I had an unrequited love, and I had the passing of my father. And both of them put me into very, diff- very bad spirals, mm-hmm. destructive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing things like um, seeing how long I could go without sleeping, trying, mm-hmm. you know, the answer is Monday to Wednesday afternoon, if you're curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. Uh, how long I could go without eating. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is Wednesday to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I started That's, yeah. even yeah, I, I go long without eating. The surprise, I couldn't do that now. No, the, the I uh, no, I, I started. Uh, I never smoked cigarettes in my life. I started smoking cigarettes. But these things that I was trying to self-destructive mm-hmm. to my body. I see. You know, and uh, this was in. Were you consciously doing that? I, I don't. I was not consciously. Okay. I, I could look back now and see that I was doing it self-destructively at gotcha. the time. Mm-hmm. I did not realize why I was doing it. Oh, I was okay. just doing it, I think, as a distraction away from one mm. pain to a, another one. Okay. You know, I had, I had yeah. this one pain, and I, I figured, well, if I do something else, I can distract myself. Mm-hmm. And mm. um, Aww. I, um, uh, oh, um, what was I going to say? I, um, did this oh yes and i was saying this was the late 80s the early 90s and i was thinking 
gladly uh, I had never heard of before of people cutting themselves. Oh, you oh, know, yes. when it comes to self-destructive right. um, yeah, tendencies yeah. and uh, or I'm sure I would have scars right now from that. Yeah. Oh. You know, because or I'm sure I would have oh. gone that route as well. So gladly oh, I never heard of it before. That's it wasn't good. as yeah. it wasn't as well known as it is now. Mm. Uh, and uh, but so I've I've carried those griefs for the last 30 years and they've been put through the grinder and cried over and, you know, wreaked havoc. They've been analyzed and talked through and now they've been put in a safe place. Yeah. And, um, but I can't underestimate, um, the intensity and now the duration, um, that these, um, events, um, are, 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 have had in my life and mm-hmm. are still there. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is something that I d- could not have imagined either that I could have something happen that I would carry with me. Like you said, people expect you to get over something, Christy, like I said, in a couple months, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't get over something in a couple no, months of course or not. a year or two years. Mm-hmm. These are things that you're going to carry with you for the rest of your life. Yes. And they might not have the same intensity that they had in the first right. two months, let's mm-hmm. say, but they're always going to be in there somewhere. Correct. And, um, you were talking, you talked about, you know, time, uh, wounds, all heals, mm-hmm. uh, heals, time heals, wounds, time heals, time all wounds. heals, all wounds. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I got this little sticker package and for mm-hmm. some reason, I don't know why a 10 year old would get something like this. I had a sticker and it said, time wounds, all heals. Mm. And I was like, Oh, that was interesting. That is interesting. Because, you, know, you know, it's the opposite. of Yeah. It. And um, I always remembered that. Just thinking <laughs> yeah. that. You it's know, the sticker's fault you couldn't get that out. It's the sticker's right. fault. I couldn't get that out of my mind. That, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Time might heal a wound, but over mm-hmm. over time, as things go by, that mm-hmm. time is also going to uh, wound that heal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you keep carrying it with you. Yeah. Right. And I had that in my mind ever since I was a little kid that I, wow. I, I shouldn't carry around grief with me. Mm-hmm. And at 10 year old, I never had any traumatic grief. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't That's until good. many years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still I still think of that now, even at 52, 40 years later, that yeah. um, if I carry something around with me, that time is going to wound that heel if I keep on carrying it around. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I talk about this, you know, with my analyst, Carol, and um, think that, well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be carrying it around, but you got to mm-hmm. keep it um, in perspective, keep it in a safe place. Right. Um, uh, it's not as overwhelming as it was and it's not, um, as, uh, but it's still, it's a part of it you. is, it's still a part of me and mm-hmm. definitely harder than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, it, it's uh, worth mentioning that, you know, we're, we're conditioned I think in a lot of in a lot of people's uh, lives, you know, just the way you've grown up, we're conditioned. Uh, I know I sure was to just move on with your life. You know, not just just mm-hmm. just keep moving forward and move on with your life. Which, sure, that's great mm-hmm. as long as you're doing the proper things that you need to do to to help your, yourself mm-hmm. heal. So, part three of this is, uh, despite how you feel right now, there is reason for hope. 
always reason for hope. And the three of us here can say that, you know, the, the, as far as like some of the heaviest things that we've dealt with, uh, it's, it's, it's behind us. It's in the past a little ways. Mm -hmm. So we know because we've been through, uh, this process and my, I might still be grieving for some other things that, you know, lower level things, uh, aside from, uh, dealing with my parents' deaths. But, you know, since I've gotten to a certain point, I have all the reason in the world to, uh, you know, to hold out hope that, you know, any of those other things that I deal with are, are fixable. I, I can get over them. I can get through these things. Um, when you're in the throes of, of any of this, or even if you were just talking about mental health issues, like I had a, a mental health decline a couple of different times, I had breakdowns. I didn't know what the end result was going to be. So when I got into the second one, I did have reason for hope that this was going to be fixed until it got to a point that it was really, I was really going off the rails and spiraling into a mental illness that was, uh, that was biological and not situational. Mm -hmm. So, it was hard for me to hang on to that hope, but you always have to remember that it, it's a good thing to, you know, connect with people, mm -hmm. to stay in contact with you know, hopefully, you know, a therapist or, or support groups or family members and anybody that's close to you mm -hmm. to help you keep that hope alive and to talk to people about their stories so that you know what they've gone through and where they've gotten to. And that's why we say these words from grief to greatness, because greatness just means that you've learned to overcome the, the difficulties in your life. You've learned to overcome and get beyond uh, the grief holding you down and sinking you. So always remember that even if you feel like you're sinking or if you're sunk, you can rise back up. There's nothing that says, you know, we're, we've said this before. We are not superheroes. Mm -hmm. We are normal people, just like anyone out there that's listening, anyone that's out there walking the planet. We are just like you. We don't have special powers. We've got some extra special therapists in our lives mm -hmm. that really have helped us a lot. And mm -hmm. we've got each other, which is extra special mm -hmm. and, and even beyond. So we rely on those things to help to keep that hope at its highest point that it can be at. Mm -hmm. As long as you keep pushing for it, you can get closer and closer to where you need to be in order to live your life as comfortably uh, and, and as, as easily. You know, it, it, it's like John said, it's, it's you're going to carry this stuff forever, but it doesn't have to be a burden to you. It doesn't have to hold you down from your hopes and dreams or even just from living what would be considered uh, a peaceful life. I, I can carry this heavy, heavy thing in my heart and in my mind about what happened to my parents, it doesn't surface because I have done, I have gone through the process of healing mm -hmm. and gotten all the way to acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I'm a happy enough person. Mm -hmm. I can live my life as a happy person because I held on to the hope because I, because I worked with my therapist yeah. and she always gives me hope. That's good. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if we're being honest, I don't think any one of us is normal. I agree. That is correct. I was listening. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> but, uh, and, um, but the other thing is that, um, you know, like you said, everyone's, 
normal is their own normal. Like mm -hmm. every individual's different. So every process is going to be different. Um, but, you know, I think that there's going to be times where you're going to feel hopeless. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not abnormal. No. Um, however, you know, I think that's the point where you, you seek help, but also in your mind, you've got to, you've got to really, um, reach for, and I, and I had to do this so many times and sometimes I still do, but especially during those times of what we're talking about, I had to really, um, you know, reach deep to, to make it a point to consciously acknowledge the positive points in life because that hopelessness can, you know, overpower you and, and you don't, you don't want to stay there long. No, I felt it. So whether you have to sing, you know, your, your favorite songs, mm -hmm. you know, um, always look for the positive things that are going on in your life. Cause there's always positive things to, to acknowledge and appreciate. Um, I think that that's, that's very important too. Um, and I'm just going to let you two know that I have like this little file cabinet up in my head mm -hmm. and that's where I put these things when I like my dad's situation is in my file cabinet mm -hmm. with a little lock on it. Although it, like I said, it comes out, um, certain days of the year, which is again, not abnormal. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big, a lot of this stuff I had to kind of, I learned kind of on my own, like I made up my own ways of coping with things. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I did, I've been in therapy off and on for a long time as, as you guys know, but, um, there were times where I just, you know, you develop your own coping skills and whatever works right. for you. So, um, yeah, a lot of it for me was, um, is compartmentalizing because, you know, I still have to some days I wake up and, and you know, you know, I, I struggle with the, um, major depressive disorder and some days I don't feel that great, you know, but I have to work. I can't just not work. Um, so I have to kind of just compartmentalize it or take a break, cry, go back to work. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it happens yeah. and I'm not going to, you know, beat myself up for it. I mean, there are a lot of things have happened in my life, just like you and, and John. And, and like you said, I mean, they don't totally go away. And, and there may be something that maybe one day triggers me mm -hmm. and, and I just let it out and, and, and move forward. But, mm -hmm. you know, as long as you're able to let yourself go through whatever process you need to be open about it, again, with your therapist, your support group, your friends, you know, whomever it is that you talk to, I think that's probably one of the most important things mm -hmm. is just to stay open right. and, and never deal with those things alone. Right. Because then you will have that much more hope. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Christy. And go You're ahead, welcome. John. Well, hope. Um, I most definitely have hope. And uh, to be honest, I have hope. I've had some, I've had some where um, I've, I've,
Oh, that's weird, John. You're totally faded out. But uh, thanks to my support system, um, I've been pulled out of it.